Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome back to the T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson. And me, Dave Pendleton. It's 2021, the new year, January the 4th. Dave, happy new year. You too, happy new year. You had a good Christmas? Very good. Good. Very good. Me too, mate, me too. What better way to start the year than to get in the Hubcast room and just talk about something uh, meaningful, hopefully helpful, I want to say inspiring. Oh, inspiring. But, but I guess what we're talking about today, Dave, is niche. And what we're talking about today is as a result um, of a request from a customer. So as you know, as anybody knows who's a T2 Hub client, you have the ability to request topics for us to record and, 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 and post. Uh, and this particular request has come from a customer who wants to know a little bit more about speaking and presenting with power and presence. Now, Dave, we run masterclasses and workshops, coaching sessions on speaking and presenting. We do it for a living, so we uh, we 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 need to. Be, we also help other people um, who want to do it better. We've, I think, it's safe to say we've done hundreds of them. Would you say in some fashion, half days, full days, one to ones? Maybe not quite that much. Maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say so. And I guess if you combine my delivery experience with and your delivery experience, it probably adds up to hundreds of thousands of hours. Yeah, of public speaking and delivery. Absolutely, absolutely. So. It's something we feel passionate about. It's not easy, is the first thing to say, Dave. Speaking and presenting in front of people in public, public speaking, if you like, whether that's to a small room of four or five people, um, a boardroom of executives, or a conference of 500, 1,000, um, the same principles apply. Mm. Would you? Would that be fair to say this? So, yeah. so what we're going to talk about, Dave, is we're going to try and spend 30 minutes and talk about how to maybe simplify speaking and presenting, how to have an overarching framework or structure, but leave yourself completely free to be authentic within. And I think mm. that's what we always preach, mm. isn't it? But um, w- first question for you, would you agree with the statement that whether you're speaking to four people in a room or a thousand people in a in an auditorium, the same principles apply? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um I think really the principally, as, as you say, everything stays the same. I think the only time that that would sort of alter is the delivery length. Right. So yeah. shorter means you've got to compact uh, and maybe take a few things out. Longer obviously means you've got to extend and elongate and add more things in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a few there's a few discrepancies and variations depending on the nature of the speaking engagement, yeah. of course. Sure. And even things like um, a standing position, seating position, the equipment you use, mm. you know, when you're in an auditorium of two, 3,000 people, like we've done at times, it, you don't have the the blessing of using a, an interpersonal up-close flip chart no. unless you've got the right camera equipment, right? So you've got to almost speak with a lapel mic, mm. use your hand gestures and really engage the audience. Um, whereas if you're in an intimate room, you can use props and things like flip charts mm. or, or uh, other things that will help you bring your talk alive. So sure. there are some variations, but in terms of actually speaking and presenting and constructing a talk, an engaging, powerful session or talk, there's some fundamental principles isn't it, that you would use in a room of four 
or an auditorium of 4,000. And I think that's what we want to talk about on this podcast, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a massive difference between an engaging educational, inspiring presentation or an entertaining ramble or an unentertaining or an unentertaining ramble. ramble. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they're the worst ones, right? Yeah, the ones absolutely. where you want to be, you, you know, even in the audience, you want to be out of there in five minutes. Sure. I want to mention one thing before we get started, Dave, um, Whenever I watch speakers, uh, as a speaker myself and a trainer and a consultant myself, same as you, there's nothing more I love than watching a fantastic speaker, right, yeah. and, and seeing it done really, really well. Mm. Um, and, and I always know within the first minute, within the first 60 seconds of someone getting up on a stage or standing up in a room, I'm either in or out within 60 seconds, probably quicker, mm. based on how they start off, their volume, their tone of voice, their the uh you know the commanding executive presence whatever it is you you either mm. go very quickly gonna like this or not sure so you know the opening the opening um we'll talk about it but the opening is really really important um so uh dave let me ask you the first question do you prefer speakers to be structured and organized right or free flowing and authentic Hmm. That's well, that, an impossible question, and I've asked it on purpose. It, it, it kind of is. Well, I think I think the only answer I've got for you is both, because I think if you you have to be structured without question. If you haven't got a structure, it's going to be nothing more than an entertaining or a non-entertaining ramble. Unless, Dave, and these are the very very few people on planet Earth, unless you have the ultimate sort of natural talent of of with charisma. You've got the you've got knowledge in your sphere of expertise, and you can afford to to, to freestyle. But I think even then, that only comes with time through experience. and through experience. Absolutely. That yeah. only comes yeah, with yeah. doing ten thousand gigs sure. or Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell's ten thousand hour rule. Ten thousand hours, yeah. Arguably, now I could get up and deliver half an hour off the bat, and it'd be it'd be decent. Decent being the word, right? Because you've done it so many times. However, I would never choose to do that in preference because. Prep is important, isn't it? Well, all right. Let me throw the question back to you. you. You said you'd be able to stand up and do half an hour pretty much off the cuff freestyle. Yeah. yeah. But in your mind, you would still have a structure. You know exactly where you want to start. You know exactly where you want to flow to and through. You know exactly where you're going to end. Yeah, and that probably comes from years of following a process. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, 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 so I'd be able to instantly go, right, I need to open up in this way. Sure. I need to set the scene. I need to hit no more than X amount of points, three right. points, and yep. I need to finish up and summarize and link and flow what I've just spoke about. Absolutely. Try and add a bit of humor. Mm -hmm. Try and be authentic. Throw some stories. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you'd, you'd have your natural go-to, mm. sure. um, even if you was doing it off the bat. So it only comes with experience. Sure it does. All right, so in your opinion and my opinion, and it is, it was a loaded question, the key to speaking and presenting, and the first principle we really want to make an, uh, a point on is the best people are structured and prepared. Yep. They've researched, they've thought about what they're going to say and, and, and what content they want to deliver. They have a process that they're going to follow through the time frame that they've got allocated, mm -hmm. but they're going to leave themselves completely free within at times to be able to be natural and authentic. So it's sure. not scripted is the word, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, absolutely. We've watched people, haven't we, who are scripted. They read mm -hmm. off cards. Mm -hmm. They're reading off the slide. So they've got everything they're saying is on the slide behind them and they're just looking, reading. That's when it crosses the line for me of being too structured. 
Do you know what I mean? Too organised. Yeah, but that that yeah, and the problem with that is that the structure that's too tight and so tight it is obvious for people to see. Um, it lacks a lot of credibility, and it certainly creates disengagement. Yeah, I which, agree. Which are the two major phobias for any, anybody doing any kind of presentation? Right. So when so let's let's move this on. I agree. So when let let's try and give the listeners a simple. Um, example of a formula or framework that we use when we speak and present or that we would coach others on that actually it doesn't matter what you're doing, what the size of gig, what the size of audience, if you apply this structure, Mm. um, it'll give you a a feeling of control. And that's the big thing in it about speaking and presenting. When you feel a bit more in control, when you feel like you have the knowledge, when you feel like you know what you're talking about, when Mm. you're passionate about what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, everything else becomes easy. Sure. When you feel unorganized, unstructured, unknowledgeable, yep. that's when the nerves go into Absolutely. overdrive and that's when we mm. make a hash of it. Sure. So what's the what's the general give me a give me the first sort of rule to a framework Dave because we said we don't want to be too scripted but we want to have a something to work within. Give mm. give me an example of what we mean by that. Well, uh, I mean I'll I'll go around, I'll go about it in a slightly more roundabout way but um way, way, way back. I mean, I'm talking 25 years ago when I very first, the very first train the trainer that I ever went on in the very first training job that I ever, um, that I ever got. Um, I'll never forget these words as long as I live. I can't remember what else we talked about. I'm sure it was important, but um, this really stuck by me and you have to forgive my, my, my Northern terminology, I suppose, but this is exactly what this person said to me and, and it stuck with me for all these years. And it equates to our power of three, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in a little while. But very simply, it was tell them what you're going to tell them and why. Tell them and then tell them why you told them. So the power of three is your intro. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them. So what's the topic? Cover the topic using whatever structure, given whatever time you've got. And then make your summary. Tell them why you told them. Really important. Yeah. Love that. And, and, and it does, it, it helps you break anything down into then sort of three parts, yeah. which is I've got to set the scene and make a fabulous introduction. Yep. You know, so like what we said earlier, let's link this back. We decide whether we're going to like what this person is about to speak about based on them in the first 20 seconds, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that first part is really important. Who are you? Are you any good? And what are you about, what are you about to tell me, Right. You've got what's in it for me? Yeah. Why what, what, what we see, Dave, a lot, isn't there, is speakers get on stage and start talking already. They're in the content. Mm. And I'm I'm then left to piece together what this is about because yeah. you haven't set the scene or you haven't given me a good enough intro that says, here's why you should spend the next 20 minutes listening to me. And, and the, yeah. great, the great speakers capture that really well in a really great opener, don't they? Yeah, or, or, or they use the intro. As, as a credit credibility statement about them and the reason that they're stood there when actually that's almost irrelevant because by the end of it, if they've been good enough, people will understand why they stood there. They'll understand and feel the credibility rather than be told it up front. Yeah. So, you know, my name's Dave. I've got 50 years experience. I've worked all over the world. I've done this and that and the other blah, 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 blah. So what? Yeah. It's not about me. It's about what I'm going to deliver and how important it is to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely love that. So break it up into three parts, and and we'll and we'll talk about that middle section because again we use a thing called the power of three, which is also within the middle part. You you, you can 
I think, get away with three salient points within the middle meat bit. Yep. Don't over-engineer that, that middle. Nope. But Dave's point here, just to sort of encapsulate it all, is you've got to have a wicked start, right? Mm. You've got to start off well mm. by telling them what I'm about to speak about, mm. what, why it's worth your time investing Absolutely. in listening to me, yeah. because I've got something great to share. And what, you, and what not, you're potentially going to get out of it. Uh, yeah, not too much detail. That'll come. That'll come in the middle section. Absolutely. It's, it's capturing your imagination early on. And that's partly about the content, but it's also partly about me as well, sure. the way I conduct myself, the way I engage with you, the way I carry myself, my, my, mm. you know, my passion, my tone of voice, my excitement about this mm. is incredibly important. Then you've got that middle section, which is, right, let me now share this content with mm. you. Then you've got the end, which is the wrap-up, which yeah. is, what did I just share with you? And let me reiterate why mm -hmm. it's so important right. or, or why you want to take some stuff away. Yep. So so that's and, and that can be whether you're delivering to the board for 10 minutes on a Monday morning or whether you're doing a, 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 a two-hour training session with your mm -hmm. team or with an auditorium. Six-hour training day. Or, or a six-hour training day or an auditorium full of people for mm -hmm. a keynote. It's the same principle. You've Absolutely. got three sections to work through. The start, the bulk of the middle, yep. and the wrap-up, the end. Now, within the middle bit, we, we also break this middle section up into the power of three, mm -hmm. which is, say the start, let's say you've got a 30-minute talk to do, Dave. The intro is what? Three minutes? Yeah, two or three minutes. Two or three minutes. Sure. The wrap-up is what? Two or three minutes? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're saying six minutes for the intro and the wrap-up on a 30-minute talk, you've got 24 minutes mm -hmm. for the content, mm -hmm. the talk. Yeah. And this is what we always do. How long have I got? Right, 40 minutes. So I've got three and three. There's six minutes gone. I've got 34 minutes for my talk. It allows you to just focus in for that middle section and break your uh, your talk up into another three points mm -hmm. for me, which is the human mind can only really retain three pieces of information. 3% of what we hear, we return. If that middle section, Dave, is just a monologue of, mm. of content, things get lost in translation. Absolutely. People switch off. So it's almost, you've broken your talk down into three. Now you want to break your middle section down into three. Mm -hmm. And we call this the power of three. Sure. Three salient points. So whatever your topic is, whether it's leadership, whether it's culture, whether it's sales, you know, whether it's something in your personal life about a personal journey or story or achievement, break it up into three. How do I take this 24 minutes and, and chop it up into three sections or three salient points? Mm -hmm. That's really important, isn't it, David? Mm. There's a couple of reasons it's important. It's important for the for the audience to retain the information you're giving them. But what does it do for you as a speaker, Dave? By breaking that middle section up into three. First one, I, the first thing I think of is time. Mm. It helps you keep to time. Mm -hmm. So if I've got 24 minutes, I'm breaking it up into three. Right, I've got I've got seven or eight minutes per salient point. So now I can start dealing with the talk in smaller chunks rather than fearing this half an hour monologue of talk that I've got to give, mm. if that makes sense. Mm, absolutely. What What do you find in the, in the sessions you've run that people do well when they do that or they still fall foul of or whatever it might be? I think people, people fall foul of it when they forget it uh, and it turns into just an elongated ramble on the first salient point. And before they know it, they've run out of time. Yeah, so they've spent 15 minutes on the first point. They've got That's two right. points to go, yeah. realize they're behind time, and then they rush the last two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or, or they become so engaged in the first point, they actually forget the other two. Um, 
And a really interesting thing about that I find as well is that if you if you're doing a thirty minute talk, the audience understand that they're there for thirty minutes. Uh, and I don't know about you, but w- when I'm in a situation where I'm listening to a talk for thirty minutes, about twenty minutes from the end, I can feel as though we are coming towards the end by what's being said, whereabouts we are in the presentation. You can just kind of feel it and you can hear it. Yeah. Sorry, you said 20 minutes from the end. You mean 10 minutes from the end? Sorry, 10 minutes yeah. from the so, end. So, yeah. so you get 20 yeah. minutes in sure. and all of a sudden with 10 minutes to go, the, the presenter might say something like, right. And, 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 my, the, final point. and my final point on this yeah. before we wrap it sure. up is, so you, you, the, you, the audience go, brilliant. This is, this is great. I, I've been engaged throughout and now I'm really going to hone in for this last five, five or 10 minutes. That's right. Yeah. 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 You can feel, you can feel the end coming uh, and it feels right and it feels natural and it feels on time. But when you can't feel that coming, people start looking at the watch because I was supposed to be here for 30 minutes. Or what about even worse, Dave, when you know full well in the audience that they're behind time? Yeah. In fact, you can, you can see that they're only three slides in or whatever it oh, might be. Or, or 15 minutes have gone and they're still on their introduction. Absolutely. They've not even mm. spoke about the topic that's, that's, right. that's been yeah, yeah. Uh, pitched. That then gets you back up because you almost disengage completely because you go, well, do. you're completely behind yeah. time now and this is going to go on and on. Yeah, yeah. and then credibility starts to fade. Yeah. You know, and all the things that this person has worked hard to do in the first five, 10 minutes, it starts to evaporate. And this is why understanding those three key salient points that you want to cover in that short amount of time. I mean, just take it from our, from our perspective. When we, you know, when we run a, a six-hour training day, you can't break the whole day up into three pieces because it's bigger than that. But what we do very well, I think, is that we break down the morning into a certain amount of sessions, usually three sessions. Mm, it is about three. And each session is yeah. broken down into three salient points during that session. So the, the power of three works right across from a 30-minute presentation right up to a six-hour presentation or even a, a whole week. If you was doing a whole week of training days, it's just a whole series of power of three, series of three. You 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 make a really really salient point you make a you make a <laughs> really my good, first salient you, you point make, you make a really good point on on something that i just want to reiterate at this point which is great presenters great speakers great trainers managers whatever it might be who will hold an audience and keep them engaged do a really good job of first of all setting the expectations about the amount of time we're going to spend together yep. and what we're going to discuss yep. But then throughout the talk, they do a really good job of letting the audience know where we are. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I mean, yeah. I often try to do this, right? We're going to talk about three things today, right? And then I'll say things throughout, like, right, moving on to the second point, because I want to keep this moving and finish on time. Mm. I'm just reassuring you that we're on track. Yeah. And like towards the end, five minutes towards the end. And my final point of this talk is, or what the last thing I want to share with mm. you before we wrap this up, mm. great speakers do that link and flow piece where they constantly keep the audience up to date of where we are, sure. how we're tracking and, and and what we're going to finish with. That's really important because you're telling me that you only need my attention for another five minutes. Mm. Do you know what? I'm going to give you it. Yep. Whereas when I don't know how much more you need my attention for, when I start to question whether we're running on or whether we're rambling, that's when I'm lost. Yeah. That's when you've lost me. Absolutely. Yeah. It is an important, it's a really important point. And, um, and that's what we talk about, having a framework and a structure to keep you to time, which is really important. Really important, yeah. really important to keep to time, to keep you to time, to make you feel in control. 
and to take a much larger talk or con uh, concept con context down to small chunks so you can remember it yep. and do a great job of it will allow you to be free within and authentic within but feel in control. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's a massive part of, of audience engagement, I feel. Massive part. Let me ask you a question, Dave. If I'm going to break my middle section up into three salient points mm. and I'm going to hopefully try and allocate a bit of time to transition through the three so I can wrap up on time, how do I, the audience, know when you're hitting three salient points? How, how do I... You know, unless you go, unless you're a speaker who goes, right, number one, the first thing I'm going to share with you today is, and then when you finish that, you go, second point, number two, what I don't, unless you're very, very clear about that, which you don't always have to be, no. what do great speakers do that allow people to, to retain the three salient points that you're trying to share with me? Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. Um, uh, well, we obviously, we, we talk about setting up a salient point but you don't have to use such graphic language as here's my second point that I yeah, want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because today. that gets a bit tedious after a time, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. You know? uh, well, I guess I guess what I do is that when we start talking about a particular topic and subject, I will start to, as we as we start to leave that topic and subject, I'll say, right, okay, guys, listen, just to summarize what we've talked about there, and then that creates what we talk about all the time is link and flow. So I start to summarize. So listen, guys, the reason I talked about that is X, X, and X. Is, is that clear? Is that understood? And then as soon as I've got that sort of um, confirmation that the guys are with us, right, okay, so listen, how that leads on to the next topic is X. So it, it sort of leads into a next mini um, introduction that then leads into the next topic and subject. Uh, and that's done almost seamlessly um, and smoothly and not as graphically as saying, right, for my second point, I want to talk about X. You, it's an amazing thing. There's two There's two famous talks that come to mind when we talk about this. There's the, the Steve Jobs, uh, Stanford University. Yeah, the high school present, one, yeah. Presentation. Yeah, amazing. Um, and there's there's the Navy SEAL. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's the Navy SEAL. He's delivering a, um, a, a talk to a bunch of Navy SEALs who have just passed out in their, in their pass out. Mm. And... Um, he's basically delivering a 30-minute talk on the principles of what the journey they're about to go on. Mm. Both Steve Jobs, I can't remember the guy's name, but I'm going to look it up right. after this. Both these talks are fantastic at doing that. Yeah. They, they summarize at the end without even saying in summary. Mm. Uh, for example, the Navy SEAL guy starts off with, I'm going to share with you seven things today, seven things that you'll take through your career that I've taken through mine, now you've passed out. Mm. And so he'll start off with number one. He'll say, number one, it starts with making your bed. And then he goes on and tells a story and a monologue of what is the point he's making about mm. the importance of making your bed. Mm. And then before he moves on to the second point, he'll say, so if you want to change the world, get up and make your bed. Yeah. And he finishes like that. <laughs> yeah. Number two, and he'll go on to the next one. So he starts and finishes mm. all of the seven points with that one liner. So you have, you're under no illusion the point that he's making. Sure. And it just it's a fantastic talk. And Steve Jobs... Is is the same? He, he, you know, he's 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 on about staying staying hungry, staying foolish. Mm. And at the end of the point he makes, he says, "So stay hungry, yeah, stay foolish." Sure. And he moves on. And I think that your point is a really valid one. Around you don't have to be as descriptive and go right. Well, let us just revisit that. Yeah. Why have I? If you get really smart and really skilled at speaking and presenting, you can then top and tail salient points. So there's no illusion around what you're wanting them to take away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if not, if you're a beginner, if you're starting out, 
and you need to use things like number one, mm. number two, the yeah, second sure. thing I want to share with you. Why did I just share with you? If you want to guide people through it hand by hand, then that's at least mm. better than a monologue of information, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, uh, you know, if, if you aren't as experienced on it, not necessarily as confident as some, it, you know, a fantastic tool to be able to do that is, is a PowerPoint slide. Because a PowerPoint slide can end one topic and subject and begin another. So listen, guys, moving on to the next thing I want to talk to you about today is X. And quite often, Dave, that can be a visual. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be words and bullet points. No, it doesn't. A visual of something where you look at the screen and that visual, I'm a fan of this when I when I present. That visual stays, you know, like when we do the seven qualities of productive people yeah. and we put one visual picture, up of resourcefulness. Yeah. That's right. That, that, that guy who carries all the bricks on his yeah. bike. Yeah. And that that image stays up for the sure. entire time because people are listening to me and then looking at that image. They're under no illusion that we're talking about being resourceful. Absolutely. Uh, so often a really powerful image mm. throughout the, the salient point can 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 assist you in aid you. Yeah, absolutely. Can. I want to talk about one thing before we finish, Dave, which mm. um, I know we talked about structure and we will wrap it up at the end and, and summarize it as we're preaching. But the other way to maybe make your salient point stand out is what we call triggers and wow moments. Mm. Now, Triggers are setting up the salient point, mm-hmm. and the wow moment is the actual piece the delivery, of infor- the, yeah. the piece of information you're sharing. Mm. So, an example of this, and I use it probably too much because it's my favorite one. <laughs> but I think in every talk I give, in every presentation, I always try, and you want to get to use it once, but I always try to say something like, "And if there's one thing you take away from my talk today, mm-hmm. let it be this." Yeah. And there's a, there's a number of examples, isn't there, of triggers? Yes, yeah, of course. Um, but the reason why I use that one quite a lot is because the minute you say that, you've got people's attention. Mm. If, I'm, if I've stopped and slowed my pace down and said, and, I've, and if you don't listen to a word I say, but you listen to this one thing, do you know what I mean? That is a powerful moment where people are going, oh, yeah, come mm. on then, give me it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you better have something to say next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. better have something to say. <laughs> it's called a trigger followed by a wow moment, yeah. which is the salient point you want to make. Sure. I don't know if you've got any other variations that you use, Dave, but my mm. personal favorite is if there's one thing you take from my talk today, let it be this. And I'm now leaving you under no illusion that this is the bit I want you to remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, I, and I guess it, it's probably something that anybody who's been on any of my, my training days or, or short sessions or whatever would probably recognize is that, that I, um, I deliver the trigger and then quite often get the audience to deliver their own wow. That's a great technique, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why have I just told you that, guys? Yeah. So that's the, that's the trigger. Yeah. And then they deliver the wow moment. And that's a really great way for me to check to make sure that I've done the right work over the last hour, 15 minutes, whatever it might be, yeah, um, that creates the right environment for Love them to be engaged and learn. Love that. So we can we can make sure salient points are not lost by by ourselves delivering the trigger in the wow. Yeah. Look, and if there's one thing you take away from my talk, let it be this or whatever it might be. But there's that, there's that reverse piece where you go, right, listen, you, you deliver a salient point and then you say, and why have I just shared that with you? That's right. Why have we just covered that? Yeah. And actually, that's quite a powerful thing because if someone goes, well, because the main point of this, Dave, is X, yeah. you go bingo. Absolutely. My job done. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you can do that in training rooms and sessions and things, but you probably couldn't do it in a conference. No, not so much. No. Not that's so not, much. That's not, not depending not a, on the environment. a large audience uh, smart technique, I wouldn't say. But yeah, 
making sure your three points not lost is important. Right, Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly summarize and then any final points from you would be great. We've got a couple of minutes left. So all we're saying on this podcast is simplify things. And the way to simple the, the, the key to to speaking it's hard job as it is. It's nerve-wracking as it is. The key mm. to make it more comfortable is to have a structure, be prepared, know what you're yeah. talking about, and it makes it easier. The way we do that is to have to break it up into three. Really strong start and introduction. Mm. What am I about to tell you? What am I going to tell you now? What am I going to share with you? How long can you expect this to take? Yeah. Middle bit, share the content. So deliver a really powerful, engaging talk with no more than three salient points, mm -hmm. takeaways. And then a wrap up. What did I just tell you? Mm -hmm. Why did I tell you it? And what's the value of it? Yep. That's the mainstay of any talk. When you get into that middle bit piece, of, make, uh, break it up into three sections again, three salient points. Make sure your link and flow. Make sure the audience can pluck out the three main points or the mm. three things you're taking them on, the, the, the parts of the story or the journey. Yep. Think about triggers and wow moments. Think about setting those salient points up so mm. people. There's no ambiguity. They know exactly what you're asking of them sure. or what you're sharing with them. And I think if you do that, whether it's 10 minutes in the boardroom on a Friday or a 1,000 people in a conference, if you apply that, it's going to make you feel a bit more in control. Sure. Dave, with a minute and a bit left, any final comments? Um, yeah, I, I feel as though this is probably a, a longer series of podcasts because I think probably the, the the biggest thing we haven't talked about is, is the fear of public speaking, Yeah, which maybe needs to be... Uh, topic for the next podcast yeah we're assuming of course on this podcast that people are up there mm. they've plucked up the courage yeah. they're, they're comfortable in doing it or a level of confidence has uh, has brought them to the stage however well, they've been told to do it by a senior yeah or something. <laughs> i mean lydia's wrote some great stuff on the on the hub on on this we've done some stuff in the past but maybe we'll we'll come back for the next podcast and we'll talk about that fear yeah. it's entirely normal why do we get it how do we maybe contain it and manage it? Because you can't overcome it. We still get nervous every day. Absolutely. Um, but how can you harness and channel it into something positive? Sure. D cool. Dave, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much, mate. Very welcome. And we'll Pleasure. be back shortly with another T2 Hubcast.